Before we get there, though, uh, this other day, I received uh, this sweet picture from uh, my daughter, a family photo, and just wanted to kind of show you it right here. So this is what she drew. You know, it's pretty good, huh, for, um, for her age. And you see, there, you know, there's dad and mom and Allison and Parker and Mallory and even Dexter's on there. And again, she uh, uh, drew this picture, this sweet little picture, better than, you know, even I could even uh, do on my own. And in a parent's eyes, in a parent's eyes, you know, th- this picture is perfect. Right? It's the perfect picture, uh, the loving picture. But if I wanted to... You know, I could probably pick at it a little bit, couldn't I? You know, I could say something like, well, it kind of looks like we're floating. I mean, where's the land at? You know, uh, it looks like we're floating a little bit. Or, you know, I don't even have an orange shirt, Mallory. You know, where did you think of me wearing an orange shirt? I don't even own an orange shirt. Or look at Allison. I mean, she's as tall as me in that picture. I mean, that's not, uh, you know, uh, physically accurate. Or Parker, you know, if he went up a little bit about an inch off the page, you know, he'd be as tall as me as well. Right or uh, um, does my hair really stand up like that? Uh, I don't think so. Um, but at least you got the color right, right? Jet black. And so, uh, am I going to reject this piece of art here because of some of these uh, few imperfections that I see? Well, absolutely not. Right? Uh, do I understand the direction and the intent of her heart? Well, absolutely. Yes, of course. Jesus, in Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verses 48, says, Therefore you are to be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And I know we may read that verse maybe for the first time, and you think, wow, that, that kind of scares me. I've got to be perfect like God's perfect, right? But uh, if you were to study that word, uh, you know that in the Greek it's often translated elsewhere as complete or mature. So we're not talking about sinlessness. We're not talking about complete perfection. But we're talking, again, about being mature, about becoming complete. You know, it's a process, right? Now, now hopefully, uh, we, uh, we all want to allude to be perfect, right? We all want to get towards uh, Jesus as our, as our image that we are living towards. But we understand that we won't make it, right? None are righteous, no, not one, Paul says in Romans chapter 3. So what does God seek from us? Right? What does he seek from us? Is it perfection or is it the direction now, I think we can make a few observations here in Mark chapter 9. That's why I had you move to Mark chapter 9. But we won't study this whole account tonight. But in Mark chapter 9, we've got Jesus and James and Peter and John. And they're coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration. Right? And they see the other nine apostles down there uh, talking to some other individuals. Right? They're talking to this crowd. And some of the scribes are arguing with those other nine. And you know, Jesus comes up to them and says, hey, what's going on? And so here in Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 17, it says, And one of the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought you my son, uh, possessed with a spirit which makes him mute, and whenever it seizes him, it slams him to the ground, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. I told your disciples to cast it out, and they could not do it. Uh, This man, he brought his son, uh, who was demon-possessed, to Jesus, uh, looking for Jesus, brings him to the other apostles, says, listen, he's deaf, he's mute, he gets slammed to the ground, he's foaming at the mouth. Jump down to verses 21 and 22. You know, and Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he says, from childhood. In verse 22, it says, he often throws him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And then, again, go back up to what the, what the father says to Jesus. I told your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do it. And so what we have here is 
it's an imperfect performance, isn't it, by the apostles? They couldn't get the job done. I mean, what's going on with them? They, they've done this before, haven't they? I mean, this isn't their first rodeo, as we'd often say. They've performed miracles before, maybe on a more limited scale, but they have. And they've been successful. But for whatever reason, this time they failed. Their failure put them in a difficult position, right? The scribes are probably cutting loose on them. Uh, noticing again that, hey, I thought this was God in the flesh, and uh, look at you guys can't do it, right? You can't get this, this evil spirit out of him. And maybe did the crowd who was observing, maybe they were losing faith in Jesus and the apostles. And again, their intentions were very good, right? They wanted to help this man. They tried, but they failed. And again, we asked the idea tonight, did this, did this imperfection in their uh, in their service to the Lord, jeopardize their relationship with God. Right? Did Jesus look at this and sort of get picky at it and say, well, you could have done this better or you could have done this uh, differently? And the answer, of course, is an obvious no. Right? Actually, Jesus uses this as a teaching moment. You drop down to verse 29 and he tells them, all right, this kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. But again, this brings us to the title of this lesson this evening, Direction or Perfection. Right? Are we perfect? Or are, we, or are you imperfect? Well, of course. Right? Of course we are. But what is your direction in life? Right? Jesus could have gotten on his apostles. You know, again, I could have gotten on to Mallory. You could get on to your brother or sister right, for the mistakes that they made. Or we could stop and ponder. Right? We could stop and ponder and think, well, what is their direction? What is their, are, are they going in the right direction? Or are they seeking perfection? I want to read one last passage before we close. First uh, John chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 5. Notice the apostle writes, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. And if we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Are you walking in the light this evening? Is that the direction you're going? Are you in the, in the light, the, the, the light that, uh, that the apostle says uh, that where you can contact the blood of Jesus and it's continually cleansing you from your sin? Are you in that light this evening? Right? Is, is that the direction you're going? Or maybe this evening you haven't become a Christian. You haven't put Christ on in baptism. You, you haven't uh, rece- ha- have access to that light, right? the, the light that only Jesus can provide. And this evening, if we can help you in that manner to become a Christian... Or maybe to, uh, to ask for prayers of the congregation. Maybe your life isn't moving in a direction you want it to be going in. This evening, we can help you with that. We can pray for you tonight as together we stand and sing the song of encouragement.